Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hey kids, welcome to another episode of Steve A.G. On the Feral Audio Network. And speaking of Feral Audio Network, if you're doing some shopping and you do it on Amazon, please go to the Feral website. You can go to their homepage. You can go to my page and click on the portal to go to Amazon and then do your shopping. You'll be helping out a lot of Feral artists such as myself and others like my guest, today's guest. Uh, Let's just get it right into that. Uh, My guest today is a Feral Audio veteran and alumni I say alumni because she had she had a podcast on Farrell going way back to the beginning called Vomit on the Web. It's still on there. You should go check it out. It's really funny. Uh, my guest, Mel Stevens, Melissa Stevens, she was co-host along with uh, another friend of mine, Ingrid Haas. And uh, it's it's a pretty amazing <laughs> podcast. It gets really dark at times. Uh, it's really goddamn funny. Uh, I was bummed that they both stopped doing it. But uh, like I told Mel, it's kind of hard to keep that going when you're relying on another person. Trying to schedule a podcast, for me especially, as you've noticed over the past year or so, uh, it's hard to schedule. It's hard to schedule um, on your own. <laughs> let alone with another person. Trying to find times when you can podcast uh, with another person is really difficult. So I can only imagine how difficult that got for Mel and Ingrid. Um, But it's out there. There's a bunch of episodes you should go check out. And now Melissa has a new podcast, and it's called Fear-Based Life. (laughs) Um. I don't know why that makes me laugh. Uh, probably because I lead a fear-based life. And uh, it's not out yet, but keep an eye open for it. It uh, should be launching in the next week or two. And I am Melissa's first guest. So while we were at Farrell, we recorded her podcast. And um, I was going out of town. I, was, I just got back in town today. Uh, today's Tuesday, by the way, the 17th. And I was going out of town, so I was afraid I wasn't going to get a podcast out this week. And I said, hey, Melissa, you're a good friend of mine, and I think you're interesting and funny, so let's do a podcast. And we did it, and it's terrific. And um, let's get into it right now. So here is episode 50-something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just stepped off a plane 45 minutes ago, and I am beat. I've been up since five this morning. 
Here's episode number 50-something with my guest, Melissa Stevens. Thank you for listening. That that's where it hurts, though. When you Never get hurt. sick, what usually happens? Cold? Cough? Do you throat. get coughs? Throat. Strep. It's always throat. Yeah, it's always strep or some shit. Um, I never get strep throat. Oh, fucking, it's gnarly. I almost wanted to get my tonsils taken out because my dad's had his out. It's garbage. You don't want to do it at this age now. Well, now people are like, it's. I think that was like an old timey thing to do. I have a friend who's. 29 she just had her tonsils out last year mm. and it was <laughs> the worst experience of her life yeah i mean it sounds pretty ter- terrifying and terrible uh, i don't know i mean nowadays with all the medicine and stuff it usually almost always goes away i mean i don't get as intense strep throat as i used to i used to get it um just really really bad Yearly? i would get tonsillitis i would just be Fever over a hundred. They can't swallow anything. Ugh. I don't get so that. So it's never here. I don't get that. I never get coughs until mm. recently, but like I never oh, was coughs, a bronchitis. I, I was never a bronchitis person. It was always sinus infections. Yeah, see, I'm always throat bronchitis and I was a smoker. Thank God I don't anymore. So coughs were like, ugh. Yeah, and then like, I don't know, like, uh, Six. What six, gets rid of it for you? Six years ago, I started doing preventative shit. Like the second I would feel anything. Yeah, neti pot. Great herbs. Mm. Because I became my... allergic to a lot of antibiotics. Well, yeah, that's what happened to me. They prescribe them to willy nilly, and then nothing happens, and then you don't have the good bi- probiotics, and then it's just like a garbage show. Are you allergic to any antibiotics? I am. I'm allergic to the cycling family, like the doxycycline, tetracycline, tetracycline all that stuff. And so because I'll get uh, severe, uh, my joints will swell up and I won't be able to move my neck. And then I'll start throwing up. And what? Then, if you take one? Yeah. So what happened, and Jesus. I learned this the hard way. Um, basically, I've been on way too, anima- way too much antibiotics my whole life because I had really bad acne. And so, and they'll just like throw that. They're like, take this, take this. So I was just yeah, like, yeah. and I was just like a crack addict for good skin. So I just like. Yeah. What was the medication? When I was in high school, there was a certain. Accutane. Accutane. That shit's fucking, it's like uh, an atomic bomb for your body system. You really? know what I mean? It's just like. Poof. Is it an antibiotic? Uh, no, it is a pure a form steroid? of vitamin A. It is a concentrated form of vitamin A. And when you take too much vitamin A, it's toxic. Uh, it can be toxic. Like, because I've taken when I didn't have money for Accutane, I just like uh, overdosed on vitamin A. What? <laughs> like a garbage can that I am. I just took too much. Time many. to go to CVS <laughs> and stock up on. I overdosed I on ate vitamin too much A. Chocolate. No, I've got to get some vitamin A. Outside of UCB Franklin, I fainted because I took too much <laughs> vitamin A. <laughs> I think Mel's on drugs. No, she's just on vitamins. Like a crazy person. You just passed out. Yeah, I was standing there, uh, with Mike at the time, and I remember like Brett Gellman was there, and we were all standing on the curb by like the valet, and I just went, I don't think I can stand. Oh, but I didn't want to be that person who was like, I can't stand. So I just stood, anyways. And then I just fell, and everyone was like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like a comedian faints, and they think it's like a bang. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. just like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I can't you sit." And then I was like, "What is wrong with me?" That is such a weird physical response. And then of course I like realized it was too much vitamin A. 
I really wanted clear skin. I have my whole life. Your skin looks fine now. Well, I realized the problem with my skin after doing finally like seeing you weren't washing it. No, it wasn't that. I have a thyroid problem. Oh. I don't produce any thyroid. You don't produce. Thyroid. I don't. I don't produce. My thyroid produces no hormone. I mean, like it doesn't produce. It tries. I'm hypothyroid. Do you take something for that now? Yeah, now I t- and which got rid of all my symptoms of everything, which is crazy. I don't know why no doctor didn't. I think I might have that. It. Yeah, and guess what? It cures. It's amazing. It cures everything. Like, the medication you take for it doesn't have any weird side effects or anything. No, I it's have, just a also, and this will lead us into your pod, your new podcast. But I have a fear of which we didn't talk about. Mm. Now that I'm remembering, I have a fear of pills. Oh. Of taking medication and having like that's side a pretty eff- yeah, it's a fear a... of side effects really. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a pretty like standard. I'm a pill popper. I take it. I'm a really? garbage can. I'll take anything just to f- feel some relief um, of whatever's happening. I don't even like taking Tylenol. I mean, I don't really take anything now, but I I love taking this thyroid medication because it was such a. And now I tell everyone like get tested for your thyroid because it was so. Such an easy test, and I had so many symptoms my whole life. What are the symptoms? Well, hypo and hyperthyroid are both like very common, and hyper is hypo is an they say overactive, but basically it's like the opposite. So, my thyroid gland, my thyroid is telling my brain is like I'm just grasping my, <laughs> my neck thyroid while you're is basically about telling my brain produce thyroid, produce the hormone, and I'm not. So it's over. It's like. Trying. It's trying really hard, but nothing's coming out. And hyper, even though even though it sounds like the other one, is uh, I think it's, it's trying like, to slow it. Down. Yeah, it's trying to. You're producing too much. Um, hyperactive usually is when people are thin, and hypo is usually when people are a little bit more overweight. So, what are the symptoms? It can be anything. For you, what were the symptoms that are now gone? Cystic acne. Okay. I had, uh, which was which was a which was um you know it was hormonal acne, and I had it my whole life. Uh-huh. I had been on Accutane three times, and yeah. nothing cured it. It just kept coming back because of my thyroid. A really bad stomach issues. Ooh. Um, my IBS. They always say like because th- your thyroid can affect your diet and your stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I would on average take a shit <laughs> six to nine times a day. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That bad. I'd eat and be like, I'm gonna. Okay, I have to go. Have wow. To go. Like, I just like, I can't, you know. Um, I work out, or and also when I was diagnosed for this, I work out, I've always worked out a lot, and I've always had to work out a lot to stay just average. Uh, average. Um, and a symptom of hypo is the inability to lose weight. The inability because of metabolism and stuff and the thought and the hormone. So uh. I would always and I'd work out like gnarly, man. I would do like boot camps and I eat right. And my body would just sort of like it would just stay the same. And then I was like and then I came to this conclusion as a person. I was just like, wow, I have to work really hard to be normal. Like, can you imagine if I don't work out? Yeah, <laughs> I might have hyper. I don't know. People are like, you're fat. You don't have... <laughs> but like when I do work out and eat right, I lose weight so fucking fast. Oh, it's really? terrifying. Oh, wow. When, when I got hired as a writer on Jimmy Kimmel Live, the first thing I did, first two things I did with my first paycheck, I bought a custom made couch. Great. Which was awesome. I was like, Amazing. fuck it. I have money now. Yeah. And then the other thing was I hired a nutritionist. Mm. Because I was about 320 pounds at that point. I was huge. What year was this? This was like 2005 or Mm. Mm 6. And uh, I hired a a nutritionist. And just on diet alone, 
in two weeks, I lost 18 pounds. Oh, shit. Two weeks. And it just kept going from there. And granted, I had a lot to lose. So it's easy. You lose weight more noticeably when you're fatter. I would never, I mean, never, I'd never lose a pound. I would never lose a pound. I was just working on a movie and uh, towards the end of it, I was like, I got to start working out. And one of the stunt guys was like, you should come work out with us at the stunt gym on, oh. on the lot. Oh, that's amazing. And worked out with him. In like two days, I'd lost like seven or eight pounds. Jesus Christ. I lose weight really fast when I try. That's the <laughs> other problem with me is I have that in the back of my head. So I'm always like, like, I'll get there. I'm always like, yeah, I'll start tomorrow because I know yeah, I can well, lose the weight. Yeah. And then it, it, I just do that. See, mine's the opposite. Mine is don't stop. Because it could really get bad for you. <laughs> like it could get bad for you. Really. Well, quickly. yeah, that's an obsessive or a yeah. Uh, and I've had a sign of like OCD people who have uh, addiction issues <laughs> are like that too. Yeah. They'll get addicted to working out. Oh yeah, no, and I have been. I went from like bulimia to like working out all the time when I was a kid. Like that was what sort of triggered it's it. A little bit better of a. Yeah, I was like, I'd rather that. But then at the same time, I think that is what killed my aunt. She she worked out too much. Really? Yeah, uh, she was too thin, and she worked out too hard. You know, you have to you have to give your body rest. Yeah, you have to have a balance. I mean, I hope my cousins never listen to that. I mean, I don't. I mean, there were other things that it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yes, I think I have hyper. Th- I have a thyroid issue a- because someone was like, "Have they felt it and been like it's too?" No, big. but I have people who have it, who've been treated, who are like, you might have this because I have my body temperature when I go in to the doctor and they take my temperature. Like, I'll be sick and I'll go in and they'll be like... It's always cold? Oh, you're like, when I'm sick and have a fever, fever it's like, oh, you 98.6, you're See, normal. Uh, and I'm like... Hypothyroid is, is, the opposite. Um, is circulation issues and always cold. I, your temperature is always so you should get it checked. They just take your blood and it's my like, normal there. temperature is ninety I'm always seven. Less. Yeah, mine's less something. Me like too. Ninety seven three or one. So I used to another symptom was circulation and smoking didn't help, but also like when I had quit smoking and these symptoms were still were still there. Um I mean, when I was cold, we live in Los Angeles. Yeah, smoking makes that way worse. Way, way worse. But so I had quit, and then these symptoms came up. When I was cold, it was unbearable. It was, it was as if I couldn't get warm. Um, and it was circulation, and it was my body temperature is like yours. It was always cold. When I started taking the hormone, that doesn't happen for me anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like, <laughs> I mean, just in normal environments, <laughs> I was like, is it cold in here? And people were like in shorts and they're like, no. And I'd be like, ah, why am I? Yeah, just I'm a, always. And, and I have regular body temperature regulation issues, too. Mm. Like sometimes, uh, you know, I'll go in, you know, I do this monthly show at the improv, a music show. So when we load in our instruments in the afternoon and we do sound check. And so I'll naturally be sweating because I'm loading stuff in. But once I start sweating, then I'm freezing because... Yeah, the sweat turns... The sweat turns clammy. So I get really clammy, like... And not the whole body, just like my extremities will be clammy. Oh, yeah. It's always the extremities. Mine's always my feet and my hands that are really bad. I have I'm going to rename this podcast Extremities. <laughs> you should. Steve A.G. Extremities. <laughs> extremities. Oh, my God. I kind of like that. Um, they also... Another thing is uh, mood mood swings. Um, and I remember the day that I was diagnosed for this. I 
Nick was my, my husband now. Uh, he was dropping me off the the, the clinic so I didn't mm-hmm. have insurance, and I was sobbing. And I was standing there, and I was sobbing, and he was like, "I don't, I don't know." Like he was just sort of like, "I don't know, I don't know, why are you crying?" <laughs> and I looked at him, and I was like, "Something's wrong with me." Like I also don't know why I'm crying. Like it was one of those moments where like I couldn't blame it on like something bad happened. I didn't get a job. Yeah. I legitimately was was sobbing and I had no reason to Uh be and I told the doctor that and she had already done the blood work and she was like yeah you have this you have all the you know it just wasn't I just didn't look like somebody who was hypothyroid because I wasn't overweight how long after you started the medicine immediately really instant instant I take it every morning now the the only problem is is I can never go off of it right but but you know I've talked to my brother and like an acupuncturist and my brother's a nurse and like there are some like Chinese herbs and and diet stuff that can help my thyroid but not cure it. It could. There are uh, some people who go off yeah. of it who don't ever. I'm hoping to get to that point. But I'm also lazy and like taking this magical pill. Well, I've been the same way with antidepressants. You know, I've been on Lexapro now for twelve or thirteen years and. Uh, Every now and then I try and go off. I'm like, I feel gr- pretty good. You mm-hmm. know, I'm pro- I probably, and, and mentally I feel like I can cope with things a lot better now, now that I meditate, now that I'm older and mm-hmm. have a better grasp on my life. I'm probably okay. And, and then I'll and then, start to go off them and be like, nope, you, you still need this shit. Well, and also going off of them is, is its own thing that that's, isn't just being off of them, right? It's no, like that's it's tough. The, it's like once you're like basically weaned yourself off, then maybe. But that's also the hard process is coming off of it. Yeah, especially. And also I'm just like, part of me is also like, well, it's, it's working, working. Why, why would I well, even want to That's stop? true. That's why most people like go but off like, of them. But like currently, like right now as we're taping this, I haven't taken my antidepressant like three or four days and oh, I'm shit. really starting to feel it today and it's because my prescription ran out mm. and uh, I thought I had a refill because oh, I see my doctor and she gives me like enough six. for like five or six refills great and then uh, I didn't realize the last refill I got was the last one. Oh, and so you have to go back so a few days ago I was like I go into CVS and they're like oh yeah you don't have any more refills and I was like oh okay and and then I'm also like, oh, this stuff stays in your system for like two or three days, so I'm probably okay. And then I just start get used get used to not taking them. And then today I woke up and I'm like, so what are you gonna do? I need to. Uh... Oh, I got the refill. I, I just haven't gone to oh, pick just... it up. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to pick it up after we finish. Uh... I mean, I've seen people come off of it, and it. I, I don't. Well, I'm sure I'll be fine. I, you know, I've seen people come off of what was the hard one? Not Prozac. Prozac, and it be like. Oh yeah. It, it, I hear Prozac is like the worst one to come off. Like, uh, just being like immediately sobbing, and 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 not because they, you know, but be just because the dip and not having that chemical. <laughs> yeah. Well, a few years ago, I went to do a show at Largo with Jenny Slate. It was her show, and I was going to do it. And I hadn't taken my Lexapro in like four days for about the same reason I haven't this time is just being lazy and not getting it had been four days and I was driving there and I couldn't think of Jenny's name. Oh, my God. Because one of the issues I looked up later with, you know, weaning off of. One of the side effects nothing is your is, memory. Yeah, nothing is more and so, fucking terrifying than that. I was that. driving over the hill over Laurel Canyon in my car. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to get to Largo. And I haven't seen – I haven't seen – what the fuck is – I couldn't remember oh her God. name. Oh, my God. I could see, And I've known out? Jenny for a long time. And I was like – started getting really scared. 
I got to Largo. I parked. I walked in. Saw her face when I walked in and was still like, fuck. And then I heard someone go, hey, Jenny. And I was like, Jenny Slate. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. Got it. Thank you. And then uh, I told a friend, I'm like, I think I'm losing my mind. I can't remember shit. And she's like, when was the last time you took your antidepressant? I go, four days ago. Take it. She's like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Take it. You'll be fine. Well, get tested for thyroid. It's so easy. It's just a blood test. Yeah. It's super easy. I couldn't believe no doctor had said do that. It's just usually it happens in older people. I guess they just, you know, whatever. It hadn't happened. It was not like I had a primary care. I was going to a free clinic at that point. No one really cared enough. Welcome to a medical chat with Steve and <laughs> Melissa. Always. By the way, my guest here is Melissa Stevens, uh, former co-host of a feral audio podcast called Vomit on the Web, which yep. uh, when was, how long ago has that been? I, I year, think two a, years? Two, year two. Wait, Dustin's giving me three years. Three years Holy ago. Holy fuck. Was really one of the one of my favorite feral podcasts, you yeah. and Ingrid Haas. And um and then you guys just kinda of, Yeah, I mean, we you, sort of it's just like You got married, you Yeah, you like started, things just sort of like imploded. Not like in a bad way. I was telling sort of like, Dustin, yeah, I was telling Dustin earlier, it's hard I think it's harder to do a podcast. With a co-host, it is much you harder. You have to coordinate Ugh. times and it's 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 so much harder. And I think it's also like uh, I've been doing I've been doing a lot of things alone more, and that also sort of was at the time that Feral Audio like combusted, stand up and writing, and it was just like I can't fucking. I'm just now remembering to do an episode, and I think they're they're all still on the Feral. Oh yeah, yeah, they're great. Website. Listen to them. You should go listen, but you did one. Didn't you have to do phone sex with someone? I did. It was so awkward. What I did was do phone the, sex. What was the setup for that? Uh, it was like, donate to us and we'll... Uh, Mel Whoever donates the most. most we'll get phone sex. And it was so awkward. It was so uncomfortable. Did you do the phone sex on the air? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and he's like not really participating, but is and making jokes. And, you know, it's like... It's, it's as awkward as you would imagine. It's it as awkward. Yeah. Which is so fun to listen to probably or not. I don't know. Um, so go back and listen to the They're, they're really <laughs> funny podcasts. You guys were so fucking raw and just... Uh, yeah, we were just messes ready. Yeah, I was driving over here today. And I'm here today because I did your new podcast, yeah, Fear-Based Life. Yeah, um, Fear-Based Life. Which I think this will come out around Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. To those listening, it comes out right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, And then yours will launch probably very soon after, yeah. the next week or two. Um, it's exciting. Steve Agee was, was my your first guest. guest. And it's a podcast about fear and spirituality, and it's great. I cried like a fucking baby. I cried more. <laughs> I cried right so, off the bat, we right started doing bat. your podcast and started talking about death and my dad dying, and I was sobbing. which was nine months ago for me, and I was like, you know, for the first few months, easily talking about it, I would start crying, and even just driving around in my car, I would start yeah. bawling for no reason. I mean, there was a reason yeah, my dad yeah, yeah. died, but <laughs> yeah. like out, it would just, no triggers. I would just start crying. That happened, yeah. And I think part of that was just because of a sense memory of being in the car driving. Because yeah. half the time he was dry, he was dying, I was driving. in my car driving back and forth. Yeah. Um, and so I rarely cry at home or anything. It would just always be in my car driving. Around. And it still happens once in a while, but... It was really often I would just get in my car, and as soon as I hit traffic, I would start oh. crying. Yeah. Um, but I thought I got over that because I did a few podcasts recently, and we talked about my dad, and I was like, oh, fine. 
and I start talking about with you, and immediately I'm crying. I see you start crying, <laughs> and then I start like get, getting choked up. <laughs> And then, of course, our instant reaction is to start laughing. Yeah, yeah. you can tell that we're <laughs> like comedians like, trying to like figure it out. Like, get out of it. Part and, of me is feeling guilty because I'm like, I shouldn't be laughing at this shit. I should just be real and just start sobbing. But No, well, laughing is the same release as crying. It's all a release. It's all like a physical release of it. Yeah, and it, it's that's my crutch. It's my go-to. You know, when my dad was dying, I was the one who would just always be making inappropriate jokes. With my dad in the hospital, I'd walk in. And... Oh, God, what were they? I remember once, and this was towards the end. <laughs> this is so horrible. I walked in, and my dad was had, like, a catheter or something. He was, oh, he was talking so about his catheter so he could pee. And I just remember going, sitting there with him going, fuck, I, I should probably get one of those. <laughs> I hate having to get up in the middle of the night <laughs> to pee. <laughs> I would just love to lay in bed and pee and... That was the one joke that, like, it didn't land well with him because it was towards the end. He and he was just like, "Don't even fucking joke about." It. He was really he got mad. Oh, he did. I, he was heavily medicated and, yeah. and dying, so I think he was like, "That's not fucking funny." Yeah, you but can. usually I would go in and make jokes and and make him laugh, and that was the best. The best feeling was making my dad laugh while he was sick. Um, <laughs> I wish I could have done that with my 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 grandfather was dying. He had pancreatic cancer. And they gave him six months, but he ended up living for three years. Wow. Or two years. You know, but we, you know, had that long experience. And I remember, because my my gra- my granny, my great-grandmother lived to 103. And Holy she, shit. 103. Was and she pretty she, spry? Yeah, she was. She didn't, to... go in, she didn't go into, like, a home until she was 100. Fuck. Yeah, which is not That's bad. That's amazing. Um, and she lived, they're from, out, we're, I'm from the South Georgia, but my, my dad's side of the family is from Alabama. And they lived in this very small town, Ozark. And my granny lived behind my grandpa. And I remember this was the last time I was with my grandfather. And I was with my dad and I was with my one of my sisters. And he was like, let's go up to granny's and... Uh, you know, they were, my granny had died, and but they still had the house, but the house was like in a disarray. And my grandfather just said, uh, well, I'm dying, so take whatever you want. Ugh, and, uh, so weird. So, but he wasn't dead, and, and we were sort of like just grabbing stuff, you know? Ugh. And it was this like yeah. weird, very, I still remember it as like, this is wrong, but it's happening. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't know how else to not do it, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like free stuff. Take memories. Take like, and a lot of it was garbage. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just... Well, a lot of that is all. It also on the surface is you're, you're like, oh, this is greedy of, <laughs> but it's not really greedy. It's trying to grab memory. Like I have my dad's wallet. I mm. I had a fucking perfectly good wallet, and then yeah. we're cleaning out his office, and I'm like. I'm just going to switch out and use my dad's office or my dad's wallet. Yeah. I was grabbing weird shit. I found this in my dad's desk, which I haven't talked about with anybody, but uh, I'll I'll show this to you. What is it? You can read that. That's amazing. The Playboy Club. Yeah, my dad had this. Wow, this this is your key to all Playboy Clubs. In my dad's (gasps) desk. Do these still exist? No. It's from like the 60s. My dad was a doctor and uh, he was a pretty hip I was going to say, dude. he's legit. That's legit. But that's a metal card. Yeah. It's the size of a credit card. It's gold, and it says Playboy. What does I would it frame that, but I'm a I weirdo. keep it in my wallet. That's amazing. It says the, the Playboy Club. 
It's got a number, and it's got my dad's name on it. And then on the back, it gives all the all the, the locations of the Playboy clubs. That's legit. From like the '60s. I took from my grandpa's. I mean, they didn't really have anything. I took um, a, a tray from my granny's that I use today, and on my vanity. And I took a, a sock of pennies. <laughs> What are you going to do with those? Just well, my on? grandpa and I used to collect pennies, and we used to collect uh, Indian head pennies and all yeah. these rare pennies, and it was just like uh, a memory of him. Like, keep this and collect your change. Yeah. Uh, I just keep it and put change in it. Yeah, it was, you know, and how long after she died until you started doing that? Oh, she had she had been dead a good a 10 while. years. They, oh. He hadn't gotten his oh, shit no, together. Yeah, but your grandfather. Oh, but my grandfather was, like, was oh, doing he was it. still alive. He was alive oh, and we shit. were going through his house. So it was like we were going through through her house like way too late. Like we should have, that was like, you guys should have like gone through that. Yeah. I think my grandmother ended up selling my granny's house for like nothing to like a friend. Yeah, yeah. For like $2 or something. Um Wow. But yeah, and then we were going through his house while he was alive, and my grandmother was alive too. Yeah, um, it was just very odd. Yeah, I remember saying this like it happened years ago, but it was like nine months ago. But like right after my dad died, my mom was like really wanted to clean everything, like oh. get his stuff out of the closet. She didn't want to look at it. The office. Yeah, I think so. So it has only been like a week or two, and she's like, Shit. "You want to come over this weekend and help me like put stuff in boxes?" And I was just like. Sure. Yeah, I just want to keep my mom happy because she's like, you know, the saddest of all of us because that was her husband. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll come help you. And then it was like sitting in his closet, like putting stuff in boxes. And then uh, my mom's still doing stuff. And then she's like, yeah, just go take these down to the. So every time I would take a box down to the garage, I would just sit in the garage and cry. So I was like, this seems wrong. This seems Mm. like too soon. But I see her point of view. Like you don't well, want to walk into your closet. And yeah, see it'd be that harder stuff. to look at it as if they're there. I think. I think for. I think avoiding to me is my natural instinct. Like it yeah. didn't happen. And there's I, no right or wrong way. I mean, no, it's, it's just for some people, prefer. it's comforting to have that stuff around. For mm-hmm. some people, it's just a horrible memory. Yeah, my mom's a keeper. Like she keeps things. My dad's a get rid of. Well, my dad was a hoarder. His office is oh, really? still like full of just shit. And oh, he saved everything. Not in a mm. hoarder way, but like, like paperwork, just, yeah. taxes. There oh. are tax forms going back to like the seventies. Oh well, because that's what you did back then. I mean, we didn't have online, right? You had to save it. Yeah, but you after I think it's seven years. You don't oh, you need can to toss? keep it. You can toss oh. it. Oh. So this oh. is like um, 40 years later. <laughs> that's too much. It's like, why do we have this shit? That's too much. How's your mom doing now? She's good. Um, it's still, I mean, it's still fairly fresh. She's still lonely. Um, but she's keeping busy, you know. With choir, That's my nightmare, now being married. and all that. She has a lot of friends still. Mm. And yeah, it's just, it's still so fresh that, like, it's, every holiday is still the first holiday. It's the fr- Yeah, it's like, hard. Thanksgiving was, like. Oh, fuck. Three months after my dad died. So I was, like, usually I we'll try and find excuses not to go home for Thanksgiving or Christmas because I'm like, it's just high stress dealing with my family. Yeah. So I'm always like, Are hey, you- I'm not going to be home this month. Uh, my <laughs> yeah. friends and I rented a cabin. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And then I'm and, and I'm lying and I'm just like at home watching TV just <laughs> in heaven, just like. Chilling ah. out. And so this was just like, oh, I have to go home. I yeah. can't 
let my mom be home alone. And how many siblings do you have? Just one? Older brother, younger sister. Oh, so three of you. Yeah. And do so, they all have they all rallied too? Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, oh, first first uh Thanksgiving, first what Christmas. Was it like? Uh it was just weird. Yeah, it was you make just it weird. Work. It's just weird. Yeah, you just make it work. Uh and then, you know, I took my mom out for Mother's Day. This last week, that was oh yeah, last, last week, yeah. yeah. So I, that was weird. Father's Day is coming up, which that's going to be weird. Oh fuck, man! It's just uh, it's weird. Also, just like being at an age where um, everyone's dying. dying, everyone's dying, <laughs> everyone's dying, <laughs> everyone's dying, and like, it seems like like my dad died in August, and I was just like, kind of like after you know six months of him being sick it was like a weight being released like mm-hmm. okay he's at peace now mm-hmm. i don't have to deal with people dying for a while my mom was 10 years younger so she's yeah. got a while left yeah and, uh, and then it's just like i was like 2016 is gonna be great i'm glad and then it's just like david bowie's dead iggy pops Fuck. you know getting old uh oh prince God. died prince. uh well, like Gary Shandling, died. it's like fucking... so many people. Fuck, it, it seems like that kind of time right now because, like Nick, my husband, he's he has always been obsessed with David Bowie, like obsessed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Has a blanket yeah. of him, like has all of his shit, seems whatever. Uh, his bachelor party was David Bowie themed, like mm-hmm. fine, yeah, uh, or great. I don't, I'm not. I've never really thought about David Bowie. Just, oh, I love you know what him. I mean? Like I have now. I have an appreciation of him because yep. I've gotten to know him. And when he died, well, I've never seen. It was like a big shock. Oh, it was like it's one of the you know. There's very few celebrity deaths that actually make me cry. Like Robin Williams made me cry. I, me too. I was a fan of Prince, but not like a huge fan. I yeah, own my... the hits. Yeah, me too. Prince didn't and hit I was me like, like wow, it hit that's some a people. bummer. But well, Bowie also... dying fucking wrecked me. It was I really just sad. bought his new album, oh, and amazing. it was his birthday. How amazing is his new album? It's great. It's and I fucking... was I'd been listening to it that whole weekend and then my friend text messaged me. She's like, "Do you believe Bowie died?" And I go, "What?" She goes, "Yeah, he's trending on Twitter." And I go, "No, he's trending because he has a new album and it was his birthday." Yeah. She's like, "No, he's died." But you could tell from the videos like he was ill. He knew. Yeah, like yeah. You, like in the videos, I was like, he's like, because Nick was showing him to me, like so excited. His new album is coming out before because we were in England. And he yeah, was like, this is so exciting, and I was like, uh, and he was like, what do you think? And I was like, he looks really sick. Like, because that was my first <laughs> response because I'm not a David Bowie fan. He was like, well, he definitely he definitely shows his age, and I was like, yeah, I mean, he looks sick. <laughs> like was my thought. So it wasn't a it was a shock, but it wasn't a super shock. Prince, though, I'll be. I'll be interested to see what the toxicology report says. Yeah. Because didn't he overdose on a plane? Not to be like yeah. rude to anyone. Yeah, and they brought him back. And they and, brought him back and then and I think they, it was he overdosed the again. the fact that he was also a Jehovah's Witness, that they refused medical attention. Like, they're just like... What? Was he practicing? A Jehovah's so. He's yeah, a practicing yeah. Jehovah's he, Witness? He checked himself out of the hospital. He's like, I'm going Oh, yeah, home. and they were like, you have to stay. Because, like, he... Well, it's so interesting to me, a Jehovah's Witness who doesn't believe in medical treatment but overdoses on medicine. <laughs> yeah, like, I won't I mean? take medical treatment, but I will take, take medicine. medicine. I will take medicine to not feel anything. But I think when you're that old and have been performing at that level in that intensity well, for so long. He's that old, though. He's 57. Seven. That's not that old. You should be jumping around. Your joints got to hurt. I mean, no, he's definitely probably sore. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him physically, but yeah. like... Yeah, 
I'll be interested to see, not to be like in a gaudy way of like, honey, Prince Di, ha, 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 told you, <laughs> addiction kills. I knew yeah, it. I knew it. Don't take too much. Well, prescription pills, I mean, they're the silent killer. I mean, I don't heart know. attacks were the silent killer. <laughs> Probably. Strokes. I know there's a silent killer out there. Well, my stepdad just had, uh, I think his aorta burst or some shit. Uh, and they had to open heart shit and like 1% lives and he's living. Like, wow, or 3% that's lives. great. Yeah, I guess he, they caught it. They went in, repaired it. I mean, he's still not great. I mean, to come back from something, something so rupturing like that is, it's how um, the guy from Three's Company died. Oh, John Ritter. Yeah, I think he oh, just yeah, had yeah. a rupture. Just because you don't that know it's coming, it just happens. That was that was maybe the first celebrity death that made me cry. Yeah, and he was young. Yeah, he's the reason I went into like acting and really. Like, him and George Carlin were the biggest Aww. reasons I went into acting and comedy. I loved Three's Company. I did too. Loved it. I loved it. Three's Company and Gilligan's Island, and oh, and Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> I mean, I loved in Georgia. I loved them. They all came on. They all played at the same time in the morning, every yeah. morning. Yeah. Because we didn't have cable. You didn't have cable in Fayetteville? Did you grow up in Fayetteville? Well, I grew up in, like, the Florida-Alabama border, and, which is basically the Redneck Riviera. They yeah. actually have signs that say that. And then in Georgia and Fayetteville and Ozark, like, all sort of just southern craziness. And so they did have cable, but it was the my parents just didn't have it. We didn't either. I think it was the time where, like, rich people had, like, when you went to a hotel and they had HBO, it was like, ooh. like, it wasn't really like like it is now. It was like, basic cable's yeah. fine. You get nine channels. I you... just canceled my cable. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. We don't have it because you can do everything online. Like we... I watch everything on Apple TV yeah. or on my computer. So That's what I do. In fact, on, the la- on my last podcast, I talked about this. Like, I sat outside Feral Audio here in my car. For 40 minutes trying to cancel my cable while they oh, tried they won't to talk me out of it. Yeah, they're fucking brutal, man. That's why I don't want to sign up for it. They will get you. They will get you. And by the way, it was 40 minutes of me, what should have been a two-minute conversation, me going, I want to cancel my cable. Them saying, what's your name and your account number? Yeah, boom, Okay, done. boom, it's off. It's like it getting was, rid of a gym membership. It was like, why did you? why do you want to cancel? Well, what about these? And it was they kept giving me new packages going, what about this package? Would that make... I'm like, wow. no, I'm calling you to cancel. Don't they give me options. They must be, like, really fucking losing some people now. I mean, they must be, because, like, why? So the woman was like, okay, so you have until the 12th to hand in your turn. You have to take your cable box back. I'm like, that's fine. And today is the 12th, so I was going to go do that after we recorded these podcasts. I was going to go to Time Warner and turn it in. And so I'm laying in bed this morning, and there's a knock on my door. Mm. And I open it, and it's Time Warner a guy from Time Warner, and he's, uh, I'm here to get your cable box. And I was like, oh, shit, all right, cool. Great. I don't, I don't want to go at a Time yeah. Warner. And he's, I was like, I was going to go and take it in. And he's like, oh, well, you can still do that, and it'll be, he's like, because they're going to charge you for me picking it up. Oh. And I go, I don't care. Yeah, fuck it. I'm not going to drop it off. I, I don't think care. I dropped it. I canceled my cable, like, before it was kosher to cancel your cable, and I kept the box and they <laughs> they hit my credit with it for 50 bucks oh yeah yeah i they had like credit went, problems they, yeah. last time i did this too and the guy comes into my apartment while i'm unhooking the cable box and he starts and he's like so why are you uh it was like a cult he's like so why are you getting rid of your cable what the i was heck? like i just never watched it. he's like well don't you dvr stuff and watch it later and i'm like 
No. No. I don't watch it. I, it's been months since I've turned my cable on. Yeah, I watch He's everything like, well, online. He's like, what about, and I go, no, I go, dude, don't even start. I go, don't start with me. I had 40 fucking minutes on the phone with this. He's also, like, I'm an right. adult. I'll let you know if I need any, like, consulting about this. Like, I'm good. Yeah, you're not talking to a fucking 12-year-old. What is wrong with people? I hate people. They're dumb. I hate people on the phone. They're the worst. Because they're not people. <laughs> See, I wish I could, I wish you could text the cable company and go, yep. hey, it's Steve. I want to cancel. Yeah, because they can text you, like, stop payment or do this, do that. Yeah, we yeah. have a new thing. Why can't we text you? We're done. Yeah, their texts always say, do not reply. This yeah. is a reminder. Do yeah. not reply to this because well, no one's going to fucking pay attention to you. Garbage. Yeah, I don't use cable. But when I was a kid, we didn't have it. No one had it. I was just talking about this because I was talking about a friend. I had an audition to MTV, and I was like, uh, we were just talking about the the scope of MTV, like how it's changed. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, do you remember the show Undressed? No. Oh, my God. It was like softcore porn for like college people. It was MTV? It was MTV and it was like basically it took place in a college dorm and it was just like excuses for uh like heavy petting and like fingering on TV. Fingering. It was like really intense. It was like very undressed but it was terrible acting. I, I I'm so happy I wasn't an actor. Oh, so it was my... a narrative. It wasn't yeah. like a reality show. It was like their first like show I think on their network and it was it tanked so they didn't do another one until probably like the one that hit. I used to work for MTV. I worked in, uh, I worked on the Real World, and I worked on Road Rules. Oh, Road Rules was the shit. I and, loved and Road the Rules. Osbournes. Why did they stop Road Rules? I don't know. They were probably ruining lives. Because they kept going with Real World, which I thought was like not as good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first television gig was, uh, I was logging video footage for Road Rules Australia. Oh shit! I loved that one. Yeah. She hooked up with the hot soccer player, the pretty one on there. Uh, yeah, it was. What's his face? Piggy was one of the girls. Piggy. Christina, who's a stand-up comedian, who I Christina know. is a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Oh wait. She's married to Tom Segura. She's really funny. Oh shit! I gotta look that up. Um, who yeah, was the was one the who girl, hooked the up? The blonde girl. Uh, yeah, she's the one who hooked up with the soccer player. Yeah. Like a rugby. It was like Yeah, rugby. rugby. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like rugby player. And he was like, all right, all right. Whatever. <laughs> Australian sound. Yeah, I like... worked on that season. I worked oh, on great. that show. That was a good season. And then I left. No, then I did Road Rules Mexico. What was Road Rules? I don't remember I that. barely remember that one. Then I left to go do Real World Seattle. Oh, that was a hot one, Seattle. That was, was That one. was, uh, was the disease. slap heard around the world. Yep, the slap. <laughs> The slap, uh, I, Lyme disease. I, Irene, Irene had Lyme disease. I yeah. really liked her, and then she did kind of go crazy. But uh, uh, she's on a radio show now. I'm not. I'm not going to say she went crazy. That's probably rude. She probably didn't. I think anyone would go crazy on that. Yeah, it's also probably editing. Yes, and she was definitely editing. editing. It's oh definitely editing. Nothing's actually really happening without them doing it. And then I worked on Real World Seattle. I yeah. mean Seattle, uh, Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii was garbage. That alcoholic, uh, who was her? She was a mess. I just said, I didn't like her because she wore loose jeans and (laughs) flip-flops. And then I left to go do Osbournes. Osbournes. Oh, I didn't really watch that show. And Temptation Island. Oh, my God. I remember that. One and two. With the the couples, and you had to see if you could make it out. Was that real? That was probably... That was real. They would take... They took three couples. Shit, man. That makes me nervous. They took them to an island, and they would separate them so mm. the three guys would be stuck on one island with like 
12 hot single girls, and then they would take the, their girlfriends and put them on an island with 12 would, hot single guys. Would they take couples in danger, or would they take healthy couples? I don't remember. I, this... I think any couple in their 20s 20. is in danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's one healthy th- couple in their 20s. No, I think now, like, if I were to go with Nick now and we're married and that happened, that would be fucking, that's, that makes me nervous. That makes me like, fuck, man, that's hard. Not because it's like, it just like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. That's terrifying. Yeah. So I did that and then I went worked on Joe Millionaire. Where oh, we, all the girls are dating a guy, guy that they think, think is, is rich. Mil- yeah, and he's got and a he's dollar. He's a construction worker. Yeah. Does does that end well for him? <laughs> it ends well for nobody. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> and then I had a nervous breakdown and I had to get out of reality TV. What was your nervous breakdown? I just remember I was on Joe Millionaire 2, <laughs> second season, and I started just having overwhelming depression and guilt. Mm. That we were just making people look so fucking horrible. And these people were just... No, that's a reality show. Yeah. The reality of reality shows. It was the guilt of like, Jesus Christ, we're <sighs> fucking assholes for putting these people through this. Yeah, it's not I great. felt so immoral. And then uh, I just started having really bad panic attacks, like daily, multiple panic attacks daily. And I had to just... I got up one day and said, I'm going to the bank. And then I just never went back to work. And they were calling me. They're like, hey, where are you? And, <laughs> and I just never, ignored their calls. A classic. That's how you got to do back. it. Wait, hey, if you're going to leave. So I did that when I left the uh, skating rink. <laughs> In Fayetteville, the only skating rink. Now it's a tire store. Um, and I remember I was getting paid three twenty three fifty an hour. Um, hope that doesn't say my age, but three fifty an hour. Skating rink. And I, you know, I I uh, gave them the skates and cleaned the skates, and then like did the put your right foot in, put your right, and I was just stoned all the time. Jesus. And I was supposed to do an all night skate. I was stealing money from them too, because I was getting paid three fifty an hour. Like, kill yourself. What yeah. is that? I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. I mean, that was minimum wage. Yeah. Um, and so every time somebody would pay for skates, I would take a dollar. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, it's, oh, but no one skates anymore. Nope. And uh, and then there was an all-night skate, and I got there, and I was working with this kid, Tony, and we were stoned. And and I just, like, saw these kids, and we were supposed to be there from, like, midnight till 7 in the morning. And I was like, no. We just walked out. We just disappeared. And we went and got stoned in the woods and went home. And they were, like, calling my mom. And I was like, No. There's still a skating, a roller skating rink in Riverside, California, where I grew up. Oh, Uh, really? It was there. It started in like the late 70s or early 80s. Have they made it hip? I mean, I know kids that still go because I have babysat in my, and like the parents have been like, can you take them my skating? Well, they're not southern. It was called Roller City 2001. Oh, shit. And it's still called Roller City City 2001. 2001. Oh, wow. So it's like. So it's 15 years outdated. um, But it's still there. Every. Business around it has changed, except for it. Except oh. for the skating rink. I wonder what how they, because they upgraded to rollerblades. I know, like that's like really, yeah. Rollerblades are at skating rinks now. You can rent skates or rollerblades. Holy shit! And I went, and I'll tell you what, you got to wear thick socks because those it fucking hurts your ankles. Rollerblades because they go in a bit. I forgot because I was an avid rollerblader. Like when I moved to New York. I went rollerblading. Like, I was that dumb dumb, just like in the street, like rollerblading. <laughs> I've never rollerbladed. It's I figured uh, it's so because stupid. I tried ice skating once mm-hmm. and I was like, 
it hurt my ankle so bad. I was like, well, rollerblading's not going to be any different. Yeah, it's true. It does hurt. But I didn't remember it hurting as bad as when I just recently went roller skating. But yeah, they have both skates and rollerblades. Not, not that I think that that updates anything, but I mean, kids will always want to skate, right? Um. Hell yeah. Kids will be kids. <laughs> kids will skate. Um, so yeah, you have a new podcast. It's called Fear Based Life. Yep. Which will be out um, in the next couple weeks. But your uh, your new podcast, you had the idea for it because I basically have started. Well, I've you're always losing been, your mind. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind on a daily basis. Um, I'm had I <laughs> I've been calling it sort of in a fun. I've gone into auditions and straight up been like I'm having a spiritual breakdown, and uh, it helped. I had a I tested for a pilot. <laughs> wow. I, I um just because I was like well and also with this spiritual breakdown and mental crisis and whatever, uh, um, the anger and rage that I sometimes get, uh, I do not feel about the acting and writing and entertainment industry that I felt because all of a sudden when you start like fearing death and thinking about the afterlife, I'm like, none of this matters. I mean, it matters in a sense of like, if you have a calling, definitely pursue it. But like, you know, what really does matter to me? Like, what does really matter to me? What do I want to leave behind? Like, all that stuff. So then, like, auditions just felt, like, so much easier. Because yeah. I was just like, you can't say I'm bad or good. Like, I'm me. You know what I mean? Like, things just felt different. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, you you said you had a dream where you died. Oh, yeah. I had a dream where I died in Prague, actually. And from that moment. And then, so we were on the honeymoon. We were I was on my honeymoon with my husband, Nick. And I had this dream. And then I, I, I fucking, and he also has a fear. So then it was just like two fearful human beings. He, he couldn't breathe. He would like start dry heaving when he starts thinking about dying. <laughs> and we were like, feeling, and yeah. he would just be like, huh, and he'd be like dry heaving. And I'd just be sobbing and I'd be holding oh him. Be, and I'd just be holding him and being In like, Prague. yeah, this beautiful place where like everyone's taking pictures of snows and castles. And I'd just be like, what's going to happen? And he was like, and he'd be like, huh, 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 and I'd be like, I can't, I can't. And he was like, one of us needs to hold on. I'm scared <laughs> for you. <laughs> and literally I came back and started doing stand-up about it because I was like, what a crazy honeymoon that the most of the time I was basically in a complete and utter panic and in tears that that we were going to die. And it was, and then I was like, and I was, I'm afraid of flying and we were like flying European airlines and I was like, not liking that. I was like, I don't know. This doesn't, I was definitely an American. Like I was like, no. And Nick was like, it's fine. I was like, I don't trust this. I don't trust these foreign people. It's also kind of weird when you start having panic attacks and anxiety in another country. Not even another country, but away from home. Yeah, I had to go to the... I, interesting enough, I so I had an IUD put in, uh, which is like helps you not get pregnant. Well, it doesn't help. It stops you from getting pregnant. And yeah. um, I had had it put in like two weeks before we went to uh, abroad. And within two days of being there, I got... I got stabbing pains in my stomach and I was like, fuck, fuck, something's wrong. So I started texting some of my friends because it was it was so painful. And I was like, what happened to you with your ID? And and, and then they were like, well, it can because it's a foreign object be moved. Reject it. Oh. Uh, it can it can reject it or it can move outside of your cervix. And I was like, are you fucking God. kidding me? And a friend of Nick's wife 
had that happen where they had to remove it like out of her body. And I was like, it's moved. It's moved. So I go to the emergency room in London. I don't know how that fucking works. You know what I mean? And 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 like we can't get an ultrasound. It's different. Well, it takes three days. And it had moved, but like it had like just it had moved and stopped moving. So we just like left it there because I was like to. And the pain stopped. The pain eventually subsided, but it definitely was not fun going to an emergency room, not in America. Even in London? Well, London was fine because it's like free healthcare, but like I still like even just like me standing there and them being like, uh, you know, they, they, the way they say address and postal code and all of these things and their whatever, like it's all different, I didn't yeah. know anything. I was just like, ha, mail, help, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I didn't know what any the NHS and all that. I mean, now I know more. Like. I had a friend who, who's a comedian who was sick and was supposed to go to England, to London to do stand-up, and got really sick, like, days before. Oh, shit. And was thinking about canceling, but she didn't have health insurance. And oh, so it's she, better to go there. so she's like, I'm going to suck it up and get on that plane and go to England and get taken care of for free. Yeah. And well, did and said it was great. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, the thing what was what was great, the problem was is that his parents know, like, because I married a Brit and, like, they know the system, like, we sort of, I couldn't fuck them over. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things, like, you can't, I wish I had done it differently so I could have just, like, had free health care. Yeah. I need to basically, I need to do the whole registered thing. I ended up having to pay a little bit. But it wasn't bad. It's fine. Whatever. I mean, it is a great system. I told him if we ever get pregnant, we should just go there. Oh yeah. Because then we'll just get take care taken care of. Because uh, here it's like what? Yeah, I I had heard this, and then like a year later, I was supposed to go open for Sarah in London, and like two days before the flight, I got strep throat. It was like one of the only times I've had strep throat, oh, shit. and uh, had a fever, and I was just like, I should go. Yeah. To England and get, get taken aunt. care of. You could probably get them prescribed over the counter. But then I was like, I I can't imagine feeling this sick and being on a plane for 10 hours. Oh, yeah. That would actually... To have strep throat and be in the air. I mean, for with me with strep throat, it's very urgent when I need the antibiotics. Like, it, I should have had them three days before. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's too, already too late. Like, yeah. it's not... My strep throat gets so bad so quick <sighs> that I just, like, can't even deal with it. I haven't had strep throat in fucking I haven't decades. had it as an adult in a while. I mean, but when I do get sick, it's always throat. I'm always like, I can't. I need soup only. It's <laughs> so sad. Hot I, soup. <laughs> like it's, and I, whenever I do get sick, it's always fucking in the summer in Los Angeles. It's always Worst in the fucking it's summer. Hot, and it's hot and I'm sick sweating. When you're hot and oh! have... For me, it's being sick when it's 100 degrees out. I don't have an air conditioner in my apartment. So I'm sick and my nose is running. No, no. A runny nose when you're also sweating is just so gross. Hell on earth. Such a bummer. Yeah, I I find summer sick to be the worst kind. Like winter sick, I can kind of, like the last time I was actually Winter sick feels right. Yeah, the last time I was actually winter sick and the most sick I've ever been, because I used to get sick on the clock every winter in New York and in Georgia because they have a winter. And the last time I was that sick, I got a, a virus or something in New York. And this sick was, I was working at this restaurant um, on the Lower East Side, the cupping room, and I was so sick that if I ate a, a corner of a corner of a saltine cracker, I would throw up and have diarrhea at the same time. Oh my god! <laughs> like both ends, I couldn't. Like I look back now at my um, 
like my younger self, like if I were myself and I was that sick today, I would be in the hospital. Like I would be like, Mel, you should go to the hospital and be on IVs. Like you're losing not too many fluids. It, yeah. yeah, you're losing too many fluids. Like it's not healthy. I was like that for like uh, like 10 days. I couldn't go to work. I was throwing up and pooping constantly. And I just remember being like, like this, this is like, this is bad. And I didn't go to the doctor because I didn't have health insurance. I have a friend who's married and they have a kid and they, he's telling me they both got like the flu at the same time and they have one bathroom. And so it would be like, oh my God. He told me at one point his wife was puking in the toilet and he was in the bathroom just shitting into the bathtub. Just like, yeah. Well, like, fuck, what? This shit happens? <laughs> that, you know what? That, that is beautiful to me. I love that. That's so cute. I also love shitting in front of my husband, though. He would text me. He texts me whenever they're all sick. He's like, hey, we're all all got diarrhea and we're puking. (laughs) Together. And I'm just like, where are they going? Are you afraid of like, uh, well, puke you are, but are you afraid of diarrhea and stuff? I'm not afraid of diarrhea. It's more of a nuisance to me. Yeah. But uh, I have it almost every day. See, I, I can't fathom that. I guess as soon as I have diarrhea, I'm like, well, I'm in for the day. I'm just going (laughs) to lay on the couch and drink water. See, I've had IBS my whole life. So I used to have to, I mean, it used to be so bad. Like recently, I actually, because I have to just be really careful when I eat because like something's going to happen. Recently, I was dog walking and. um... (laughs) Shit your pants. I had to go so bad, and I was in Silver Lake, and I, I they weren't home, and I didn't know where to go, and I was walking the dog in this field, and I just thought, fuck. And I was listening to this, like, Buddhist podcast, and I was like, well, everyone's been pooping outside for centuries. So I I just shit out in Silver Lake. In a Lake, field? In a field. Oh. Next to the highway. Like a diarrhea shit? Yeah, yeah. Holding this dog in front of me, because it was, like, trying to smell the poop, and I was like, stop it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> These stories fascinate me because I've never been at that level of like urgency where I'm, I have, like, I'm sh- just going to shit right here. I've shot my pa- pants more than once, like multiple times. And it is a terrifying, like hand sweating oh, yeah, moment yeah. because you can't control it. And you're just like, how did it get here? I went from fine to not fine in seconds. Like those commercials that were like, got to go, got to go, got to go right now. That was me. <laughs> and I never understood how. It's, uh, it's, I mean, and I, I shot my pants once when I was waiting tables in Beverly Hills <laughs> and I was on a break and this woman was taking too long in the background in the bathroom and I was like sweating and I was like, fuck, fuck. And I was like trying to pace it out. And I know the feeling because it's like, cause I've done it so many times know, my whole yeah, life yeah. and it just went and, uh, I, and I was in the bathroom with like this long apron and I threw it over my shoulder. <laughs> I was just like, like a cape. yeah. And I was like sitting there with no pants on. Trying to wash them in the sink, threw away the underwear because there was poop oh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you got it. And I was washing the pants, and I was just like in like fucking waiting table sneakers, and I was like, this, nothing's ever been sadder. <laughs> nothing's ever been sadder. And did you keep working? I well, or did I, you leave? No, I kept working. I Fuck. asked my manager. I said, can can I go? I have to go to Victoria's Secret. It was right next door, and I went and bought new underwear. And then I just like tried to like stand a little bit further away from the tables all day. Oh my. Because I thought I smelled I like wet poop. Kept working. It was. I should have just been like, I shit my pants. I have to go home. But I mean, that's I guess a hard sentence. Now I would say it. Then I wasn't sure about saying it. He was <sighs> like a. What was he? Uh, he was. I forgot what. He's from like Central Europe, and he was like, we work. 
Work hard, go. We shit our pants. <laughs> I've heard stories of Mike Watt, who's a you know a musician, a bass player, of him back in the day. Like it was hardcore, like punk. Mm. You know, he played with the Minutemen, and I don't remember which band he was with, but he. Uh, I heard a story of him being on tour and getting sick and just taking fucking duct tape and duct taping the. The his oh, pant legs sealing so them off at, That's his, smart, at his ankles. Yeah, and then just doing gigs. I say while he was weird. sick and shitting his pants. Yeah. Oh wow. I I I'd be like, I mean, no, we're not true. doing the show. Like going tonight. down, it getting into your shoe is like the biggest bummer. You know what I mean? That's why I was like, because well, when I was walking the dog, I thought, do I shit my pants or do I risk being seen shitting outside? And I thought, I guess Shitty being outside. seen. And I was sitting there and like, it's a trail that people are on. You know what I mean? Like, and I just was like looking around like, please, God, no one come around the corner. Because like, what would you do if you just saw a girl fucking shitting, <laughs> shitting with a dog? You're like, just, oh, like, the dog's walking her today? Yeah, like I thought about, I debated picking it up and I was like, I'm not picking up my own poop. I'm not like... I like well, metaphorically you can't, can't diarrhea. diarrhea. You either. can't. There was too much, and I, it was it was so it was terrifying. Somebody probably walked past that and was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" There was That's a not- huge <laughs> dog. <laughs> Or it's like, you know those times when people are like, that's not dog shit, that's human shit? And you're always like, probably a homeless person. It might not have been. You never know. Also, I can't tell the difference between dog shit and human shit. You can't? I don't know. How do you know the difference? What's different about it? I don't know. Size? I don't know. Maybe not always. Well, my dog's huge, so his shits are about my size. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, we're going (laughs) to... So look for, <laughs> look for Mel's new podcast. It's less about shit. Fear-based life. <laughs> yes. Here on Feral. It should be out in the next week or two. Um, Steve Agee's my first guest. I am the first guest on that podcast. Uh, you can find uh, Melissa on social networking. Your Twitter is... Mel M. Stevens. Mel M. Stevens. Same as Instagram. And there you go. Do you have anything you want to plug? Any shows coming up, UCB stuff? I mean, I do, but I don't know when they are. It's fine. Okay, well, we'll fine. look her up on Twitter, and you can find all that stuff yeah. out. Uh, thanks for doing this, Mel. Uh, well, thanks. Sorry, I just looked at a text. I'm an asshole. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm a thanks, fucking Pro. dick. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Feral Audio.